0: Hastings, hastings up in this bitch! And that dude Dylan got broke. Dylan got do what you got! You know what it is! Come on! Idiot. Yeah. You're an idiot. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestle Review. To all of you who subscribe to our Patreon, we love you. You're helping feed Dylan's uh child and my addiction to OnlyFans. I <laughs> don't subscribe to the sexual ones just the ones where you show they show parts of their body that aren't sexual hello elbow anna from indiana yeah exactly
1: you can subscribe to a bunch of ones where uh lawyers talk about their clients and then if you tell you their opening arguments uh
0: for those of you listening uh that cutout was dylan's shitty canadian wi-fi because dylan and i'm quoting dylan now refuses to pay he hacked into his neighbor's wi-fi
1: yeah, it's my neighbor's Wi-Fi. I figured out the password was only jacking off.
0: Yeah, the password was Toronto Maple Leafs Rule 69. Incel. Uh, it's, what, it's what everyone's... That's the username is incel1. <laughs> incel1. Password, no sex ever. Um, I'm currently listening to uh, a podcast with the lawyer that sued Alex Jones over the Sandy Hook families. Ooh. And it is one of the best things I've ever listened to because it's like... Oh, my, this is as close as we're ever going to get to Vince McMahon testifying, because it's it's someone who hates the world so much they built their own reality. For example, in the middle of his deposition, he was like, we in agreement we were going to talk about Jeffrey Epstein. And the uh, lawyer had to be <laughs> like, at the end, I'll let you talk about Jeffrey Epstein, okay? And he was like, as long as that's our agreement. And he was like, now would you like to talk about Jeffrey Epstein, Mr. Jones? And he's like, I'm going to be the first one to say it. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself and they were like anything else and he was like that is all and they were like are you well, fucking kidding him? me man is that
1: him uh <laughs> trying to prove that he's insane because i heard that it was like i don't remember i had a lot of chili that night like that was one of the things he said by the way my name oh, is dylan gott the other guy speaking is john hastings Continue my name on. is
0: alex jones i am
1: Alex. oh jones. sorry I am alex my alex. name is alex jones and john's name is alex jones we are both we alex are jones, jones. We your are name is alex jones yeah
0: hello you are listening to the prison pa- planet we are all alex jones no uh it's way dumber than that which is uh, he's trying to keep the narrative up on his uh, radio show that all these lawsuits are from Hillary Clinton. So he was like, they won't let me talk about Epstein when I go in there. And then they're like, yeah, you can talk. It's the record. You can say whatever you want. We then just get to read it back to a judge. Also, when you're being sued, you can't be like, I'm insane. They're going to be like, okay, but then were you insane these 18 different times you said it and then made this amount of money more? And he was like, yes, I was insane. (laughs) And they were like, if you're insane, then you're insane for everything. And then he's like, no, not insane. It's the best. It's so good. It's here's the thing with right now is everything is going to get dismantled because Trump became the president and everyone will be like, oh, God, everything's too crazy. Except for Vince McMahon. It, bear in mind, the only man who wins out of the Trump presidency, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon got his wife a job in the Senate. So she can't be like, uh, Vince, once it might, you got to be the senator, Linda. Because he doesn't understand what politics are. And now he just gets to walk around being the happiest man in the world. My friend was the president. I'm the king of Peacock. Linda was a senator. Shane's dead. Stephanie (laughs) married me. Oh, he thinks Triple H is him. He thinks Triple H is him. Triple H is I had a heart attack. Oh, no. I worked so hard. I made a second one of me. Hello.
1: (laughs) He's nuts. He's one of the funniest things cuz like if we think T the wrestling WWE is like boring now, once full senility kicks in is going to be Oh,
0: uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You we're getting the superstar Billy Graham back. He's coming back. I watched the Superstar Billy Graham Peacock documentary mm-hmm. and it's called 20 years too soon and it's called that because Vince McMahon appears in it. So many times, and every time talks about how it was 20 years too soon. Dylan, you need to address your Wi-Fi inter- uh, issue because you're fully freezing noticeably. Oh yeah, the- I'm turning on my uh, mobile hotspot okay, as great. we speak. Sorry, buddy. I um hate to be that guy. Uh, sorry. Little peek behind the curtain, guys. Dylan's Wi-Fi, not great. Not great Wi-Fi. But you know who did have great Wi-Fi? Dylan? Do you know who had great Wi-Fi? Dylan can't hear me now. He's too busy. Dylan's not even paying attention to the show. He's watching... See you later. Ladies and gentlemen, Dylan God has walked off the show because he doesn't want to be here when we discuss today's subject. The subject today is, of course, Norman the Lunatic. That man had no more career past uh, NWA. Of course, I'm j- okay. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about Mr. Mike Shaw. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Shaw. Everyone knows him as Mike Shaw, by the way. Everyone does know him as Mike Shaw. If you're a. Oh, you mean wrestler- Mike Shaw? You're, if you're a wrestler, I go, for me, he'll always be Friar Ferguson. These are the following names he wrestled under Aaron Grundy, Big Ben Shark. <laughs> Aaron Matt. Grundy. It gets so much better. My, the face. Oh, favorite, my favorite fuck, is the I, fuck. I fucking eat too many taquitos. The last one's the best one. Bastion Booger, C- Cousin Mike. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Friar Ferguson, Jed Grundy, Klondike Mike. M- Mac Singh, what the hell, man? Singh? Wait a minute, you
1: don't know about Mac Singh?
0: No, you don't fucking know. I assume. Oh, is this when he was in the? Oh, he was in Global. Fo- uh, the no, he uh, was in Stampede GWF.
1: Wrestling, and his character was that he's from pa- that he's. No, that he's, um, you're incorrect. You're incorrect. He's from you Pakistan. Shut the fuck up.
0: You shut the fuck up. That's when he was the Great Gama Singh. No, Mackin uh, Singh. Oh no, no, he no. was. Yeah. The great Gamma Singh was his dad. He was bestowed the nickname Makam exactly. Singh and he formed- Macken
1: Singh was the rebirth of Calgary dude. Stan- his time and in- so bastion booger he a- considers his low point or at the time of he's passed now but at the time of these shoot interviews he considered bastion booger his low point he thought norman the lunatic could have gotten more time we
0: are not we're not at norman the lunatic there is of course there's mecham Singh, man mountain mike mike Stryker, norman the lunatic norman the maniac truck trucker norm william danger and here's my favorite one mike the danger
1: Oh my God, he's had his five beers. He's going to tell you aggressively how to cook something. And if you cook it a different way, he's going to try and kick you in the ass, even though his foot can't reach that high.
0: Don't eat those tenders. Don't eat those chicken tenders. The counter was not properly wiped. You may have been exposed to salmonella. Here is my manager, Teddy Long. (laughs) (laughs) I.
1: Just feels like that's disgusting.
0: Yeah, where's your napkins? Where's your goddamn napkins? Um No, this is
1: the real fun part about dude. The Mackenzie character is like only in wrestling would a guy be like. Um, the low point of my career was when uh my character was that I had a lot of boogies in my nose. Not when my character was I'm from Pakistan. Even though I'm not exaggerating, he looks like like me. He just looks like me with a beard, and he's like.
0: I am from Pakistan. I do not have an accent. That's actually not even fair, is Dylan? You were never. Dylan got was always yeah. I yeah I had two sandwiches for lunch, big boy. He was never. Uh, yeah, I'm really sad, and the only thing that stops me crying is a sandwich made of coleslaw and donuts. And that like Mike Shaw, Mike Shaw was always like, oh Mike, well, I'd give I give like you a hug, but him. you're covered in butter. Like he's, and th- I'm not trying to fat shame. What it is, is it's so clearly this guy was just oh, looking for a community. No, he was so clearly looking for a community. And as wrestling always does, it's like, you seem like uh, a guy that's just trying to find friends. I am beat him up, beat him up now. Hurt him. <laughs> Hurt well, this is the interesting man. thing
1: I think about Mike Shaw is that, he totally to me comes off of a guy. So we always use the example of like guys who didn't like wrestling but then they ended up in WWE or EC, or WCW or whatever because they're yeah. six like 6'5 six and 280 and they just love exercise and steroids. Those are the guys we're used to. This is Mike Shaw who gets into wrestling in 1979. He's a um, high school wrestling t- coach. Some guy just goes, "You should try wrestling." He has no connection to big-time wrestling, so he has that he has that climb
0: up the ranks of just being a territory fat guy? Well, he also, he's a territory fat guy who can move crazy now. Crazy now? What? Like, he can move, like, he is a territory fat guy who can move super crazy. He's essentially the other John Tenta, but it's this weird thing of he just never gets lucky with Shorter. who he works with or where he works. Yeah. Because he's always, like, he comes into Stampede Wrestling in the 80s, like it's like you know what I'm saying. Like it's like, it's like he started a disco band in the 90s. Like it's always like right. he <laughs> was right place, literally the wrong time. Like it's like he would have been he would have been brought to the WWE in the mid 80s as a Hogan opponent if he was in Stampede Wrestling in the 70s. Instead, he's in Stampede Wrestling in the 80s, so he's brought to the NWA right when Jim Herds around, and so his gimmick is he's got keys and he might have to go to sleep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he starts basically in earnest wrestling in nineteen eighty, NWA All Star Wrestling. He's trained under Killer Kowalski and pretty much just a mild mannered guy who won't
0: refuse any character difference, which is something. What he I is love. is he's a he's a man who worked in teaching in Michigan and probably rural Canada. So it's like Wait, You're gonna give me 1800 bucks, and all I have to do is essentially hug Ludwig Borga. You got it, Vince. Like, it's that okay, one of here's where... your character basically. You think you're a dog, but only the part where you eat dog food. Essentially, you just eat dog food, and then someone punches you in the face, all right. Basi- basically, have you seen bum fights? And it's like, I have, and it's like, you know, how they humiliate them before the fight, yeah, just that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You ever seen Bang
1: Bus? I've never seen it either, but here's what I think it is is a guy, right? Can't bring his tin cans on the bus. You trying to pay for a bus and tin cans, you get real upset. That's the way you're wrestling.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, my name is Vince McMahon. I just had a steroid trial, so I think I'm God. Your character is the living embodiment of farts, which I think is the funniest thing in the world. Hello, welcome to the company. It is very funny
1: where, like, and his stampede character is like, hey, we don't know anyone who even tans even close to effectively, so your character is going to be, you're from Pakistan, and according to some old guys on a construction site, they don't like that country, so let's go.
0: Also, the thing that I can't stress enough, uh, Mike Shaw seems very annoying and dumb as a guy.
1: <laughs> well, he's a high school wrestling coach. There's no worse people. Oh, in the world. he's a
0: dick. Oh, yeah. This he's a he's the kind of guy because he likes gets
1: the kind of beat up the students. You know how every teacher is like. I wish I of could course. beat up the students. He's like, oh yeah, you you think you're a little book reader just because you know what Lord of the Flies is, Chad? Well, here's a look at now old Mike's guts on top of your back, just like I'll it'll be fr- on your mom's back when I'm fucking I'm about her. About you to little shit.
0: I'm about to say a sentence that should have been much more of an alarm raising, which was the girl's gym teacher in at my high school was a guy named Dave with a mushroom cut. He, oh, was, yeah. very, he, he was, was very 15. heavy. He was 17. He was very heavy. <laughs> he, was uh, nah, he was 15. He was 15. He was year old. By the way, when I walked by him on 9-11, he said, yeah, so I heard a plane landed safely on top of the World Trade Center. And right there, I'm like, well, no one's ever gotten it more wrong. By the way, the reason why he thought that was, very briefly, the local news in my in my hometown, the capital of Canada, reported that is how 9-11 went, which you're like, you know, ne- you literally got it. the, You couldn't have gotten it more wrong, boys. It's like, yeah. Oh, that hurt. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a crazy party
1: down the street. I don't see anything happening. They're eating loud chips. Everyone yeah. knows you should eat chocolates because they're quieter so people can sleep. If you're eating Doritos, you should be jailed.
0: Excuse me, are you having all's rest ruffles outside on a Tuesday? I didn't realize this was fucking Mardi Gras. How about you eat my ass?
1: <laughs> oh, I love Mexican food. I've had Doritos twice. That's all uh,
0: Speaking of which, uh, that's almost as good except for the better thing was the uh, email I got uh, from a guy when I was emailing a bunch of comedy clubs desperate to find any place I could work when the world quickly opened back up in the spring. And this guy, this was the full email. I've committed it to memory. You would have been booked for a fifteen thousand dollar gig if it wasn't for that f word. We have the heads of the Amish community here in Louisiana coming. What? They own the club. It's not even done. You'd be opening ten minutes, fifteen thousand dollars, but not now because <laughs> of that f word. And then I, I like just the
1: it. Amish community. I bet fifteen thousand dollars in the Amish community just means like that's how much they think hay costs, and they were just going to give you a barrel of hay and be like, eat it. It's fifteen thousand
0: dollars worth of food. This guy's. By the way, I Google that guy. The club that guy was talking about had closed five years ago. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's very good, and it's again, it's a glimpse of what the type of person Mike Shaw is dealing with. And if you're an alpha gym teacher, where it's just like, "Wonder what I do? I make the girls do push-ups. I make the boys drink poison, so they're all dead." You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, he's a high school gym teacher
1: from Michigan, and here's the thing. Is uh, He remembers his high school wrestling record, which is not... That's not a good oh, thing.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely does. Like, this guy is... Al- Imagine if Al Bundy got joined the carnival. That's who Mike Shaw definitely was. Like, Mike <laughs> Shaw... But Mike Shaw definitely saw Missy Hyatt and then turned to Cactus Jack and went, Ooh, I'm going to steal the fucking seat of that chair. And then Cactus Jack was like, Dude, just do what I do. And... Marry a hot lady and then weirdly talk about how you help a suicide charity all the time. Mm. So,
1: he goes into Stampede Wrestling in 1982. Exactly. This guy shows up just at the end of
0: the gold rush. Hey, and then it's like, look at this, Tubby. Uh, Mike. You're lucky you weren't here in the 60s or I would have slit your throat and fed you to Oh, me. buddy. He loves Stu Hart. Oh, that's also not a good sign. Who are his favorite Hart brothers? Uh, uh, Smith and Buck Zumoff Hart. heart
1: almost. So his favorite heart brothers. And, uh, I'm going to research here cause I want to get this right. Um, bah, 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 he wrestles Mike oh, Smith it's, to begin okay. with. He
0: re- Okay. First of all, he respected Wayne? Ross and Bruce. No, 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 no. Ross and Bruce. But he felt that Wayne Hart was the unsung hero. He also said dynamite kid was a really good guy. 100% not.
1: <laughs> because you know why? Because Dynamite Kid probably just didn't think he could beat up this guy who actually knew how to like defend himself.
0: Yeah, no, it's insane. So basically, he's part of the rebirth of uh, um, Stampede Wrestling, also known as uh, uh, Bruce Hart, costing him his, de- his dad $100,000 a year. So uh, basically, they was like, you can't run shows under the name Stampede Wrestling. I own that. And Stu was like, eh couple of things one of uh, my my lawyer is my wife and my wife is a bird second of all uh, <laughs> eh, i agree and then bruce was like "Ah, uh, no i want to still have a wrestling company and then Stu was like eh, i didn't really raise you so i can't really say anything and then they he starts a wrestling company and costs his dad that and then they were like well vince wasn't gonna pay and vince was like Like I wasn't, but you didn't know that at the time. So fuck you. Like it's the only. This is how annoying the Hart family is. Is that they they make me feel sorry for Vince McMahon. Like they also were like, well, our brother's dead. We better signed with the company that brought him. That like then they decide to be loyal to the WWF over Owen's death. It's such. They're so weird. I guess my
1: question would be. Why isn't there a sitcom about the Hart family? Just one insane guy who's always like, oh, this is the guy who I have to try out for a job with. What's he going to... Oh, he's positioning himself behind me and refuses to start the job interview unless I completely submit to him. And now he's trying to kill me, but only because I've allowed him to. And then once they're in the submission hold, it's like, aren't I tough, huh? Now I get to whisper stuff. I'm filming this. In, 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 I want
0: to eat here,
1: And then the other thing about Owen Hart, who obviously has passed away, so everyone looks on him very, very positively, but Bret Hart, there's a part in Wrestling with Shadows where he's just talking about how funny it is that Owen taped these guys screaming. He taped them screaming and would play it, and the entire fan, like, that's the only thing that brought them together was, like, Ha, ha look at daddy molesting this man. <laughs> He's crying. And everyone's like, it's because we can all so agree tra- this is the only good thing we've experienced together
0: as a family. They're traumatized by the abuse that they felt from their, they're clearly 11 people Don't that were alienated. not make it not fun. I am going to make it not fun. It's like, it's so clear. It's also clearly like every day they woke up and they were covered in piss and Stu's standing there with his dick out, piss dripping from his weirdly large, I ugly I guess it rained. Yeah, there, was, there was Bruce who pissed on you. Like you know what I mean? Like, you just turn them <laughs> against each other. Here's the basic thing of you can be around Stu Hart for a year. But if you're around Stu Hart for more than a year, you get really weird. Hence why Owen seemed almost normal, because there is no way at that point, being the youngest of twelve, Stu did anything but say hello to Owen That's very twice funny. in his entire childhood. Like it was twice. The eh, more you get away,
1: easy. the farther and farther you get away from the source, the better and better you are as a child. Who's the oldest?
0: Smith. And Smith like, refused to leave the house and was Smith. insane. Like, <laughs> Smith
1: <laughs> Smith thinks that his house is a van. He, if I stay in the van, daddy can't hurt me. Daddy's da- Your dad's dead. No, that's what he wants you to think. He's in the dungeon. Uh, he's like, going to do the other example, type of stretching to Lance, me again.
0: Lance storm, oh, no. Lance Storm tells the story of Smith Hart showing up once at his school with a shirt from a mm-hmm. value village that smelled like cigarettes with the word storm on it. And he's like, I saw one of the shirts you sell at the Value Village, and I bought it for you. And he's just like, "This is this is just a fitness shirt that's a storm on it." Because I didn't make this, <laughs> and he was just like, "Thanks, Smith." Because like Lance Storm is like, "Why do I keep living in this town?" They know where I am. Like they are like, "Well, Daddy's dead. Let's go talk to new Daddy, Lance Storm." Just because I'm boring doesn't mean I'm violent. Stay away from me.
1: I have never, nor will I ever, with this exception, talk to someone who hasn't done their taxes every year. On the date they're on due, time. Smith. time, <laughs> exactly. So what you're going to do is walk out that door, and I'm going to try and erase this memory with exactly one sip of a Smirnoff
0: Ice. Yeah, you seem like exactly one sip. Do you want to know why I have Smirnoff Ice? You wouldn't expect it. It's whimsical. I like to be whimsical. Lance Storm Whimsy, <laughs> they call it. It's a feminine drink, and I am comfortable with myself, sir. Yeah, you might think I'm one of those quote-unquote homophobes. Lord knows I've shaken a man's hand, left hand, And right. Also, fun (laughs) fact, I have said I love you to my dad precisely three times. When it looked like the Toronto Maple Leafs were going to make the Stanley Cup finals and then didn't. And I said, I love you, dad, to stop him from the weakness water falling from his eyes. Second time, moments after he was dead. Third time, (laughs) no thank you. So here's
1: my favorite thing. Three years. uh, Three years, he's in the original Stampede Wrestling leading up to... Stu selling it and then yeah I promise I'll never have a stampede wrestling again then with the rebirth the stampede wrestling he became now keep in mind he's been Mike Shaw that fat guy who punches and now he's 1985 the great gama Singh Uh, he, sorry it's pretty he's good connect, he was connected with the wrestler the great gama Singh as you said he was bestowed yeah. the name Makin Singh his gimmick was a born-again Pakistani wearing a turban um, he thinks that Makan is the Indian equivalent of Michael, which That's is pretty good, <laughs> which is nice. But he's on a tag team with Gamma Singh, who's like uh, another white dude pretending to be from Pakistan. Oh, man, we got to do that thing where we have a lot of comedians uh, who are from these communities who have not seen wrestling and just show them this and watch them become upset anyway.
0: Um, I don't want to. I I don't want to subject Lori Gibbs to that. I don't want to. I don't want to subject a nice mom from the suburbs. Hey, you know how you love your community? Yeah. No. Well, oh, you meant you meant Calgary. No, I meant like, I meant like Arab people. Oh. <laughs> to watch this and then just be like much worse, much worse. Yeah, much yeah, worse. yeah, yeah. Do you know how you? You know how your community has been ostracized in Canada and Canada acts just because we didn't have slavery, that we were a racial utopia from the moment it was existed? Well, let me present to you... Stampede wrestling from the year of my birth.
1: Oh, that's even better if you get an American... Because I was thinking of Canadian people where it's like, hey, you know how you're used to microaggressions? Well, here's 17 macroaggressions.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm from Pakistan. Anyway, I'm ugly as shit. And I wear a turban on my ass. So when I shit, I don't have to flush. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha, Pakistan. (laughs) This is how we act.
0: I'm from Pakistan, so I have a knife because we don't have guns because we're dum-dums. Also, I smell like pee.
1: That's a good point. This is Ed Whalen here. Uh, How does having the smallest dick of all fucking time help you wrestle, (laughs) you guy from Pakistan?
0: (laughs) I'm pretty good, actually. Small dicks are what we all have in Pakistan, which is the capital city of Pakistan. Uh, Also, they formed the stable (laughs) Karachi Vice, which means that Miami Vice was on one television one time, with Gamma and a guy named Gary Albright. Gary Albright. So Gary
1: Albright looks like the guy who dies in Bloodsport. (laughs) If you him, <laughs> Jerry Albright. He looks exactly like that guy. He's the guy who dies in Bloodsport with the Harley Davidson cutoff And yes, Gary uh, Albright was also from. <laughs> I do like the idea of like. Um, can you imagine? I'm trying to think of someone who just looks like. You imagine Brody Lee came out next week and was just like on on AEW and was like,
0: "I'm fucking. I'm fucking. No. from Spain now." Okay, Gary Albright, imagine if Stan Hansen and a sofa had a baby. That's what Gary, like Gary Albright is like, if you looked at Vader and like your gimmick is, is that you were an amateur wrestler. It's like, what, why? And it's like, but I he, don't know, man, but, but get he actually was, them.
1: he just looked like dog shit. So we couldn't really catch on in any of the big companies. But anyway, well, this,
0: this is the thing that no one talks about, which is the weird thing of like, like really actual strong people. Like you look at like Mark Henry, Mark Henry can throw a building. But the thing is, is Mark Henry doesn't look cut because all of his muscles are actually utility farm strike muscle. Like, it's deep down in his... He's just solid. Also, to be
1: that to be that strong, you have to have a lot of fat. Like, if you look at every strong man, they're fat. Ripped guys yeah, are strong. They're, like... That's, like, utility. Where it's like, oh, I'm jacked because, like, I train for cardio and stuff, too. Not just, like, hey, I can lift a house, so I weigh 400 pounds, and um, if I lift the house twice, then... Like, I, I was hearing today about the guy who had the deadlift world record, and um, he lifted. It's me. The, uh, so, John lifted the weight once and then had problems with his nervous system for a whole week afterwards. He had, like, migraine headache for a whole day because he lifting the weight.
0: Insane.
1: Eddie Hall, you can look it up. And he also holds the bar like a dick where it was like, yeah, well, this is this makes sense. He lifted a 1,000 pounds and then held the bar and was interviewed while locking it out. Which is dope, but then you're like, oh, of course he had a migraine the next day. No one can do that. Yeah. Also, so, where is he uh, from? Where is he from? Stoke-on-Trent.
0: Oh. oh yeah, yes. There we yeah. go. That's what else place. Are you gonna do? It's raining again. Time to get strong so I can beat up the earth. <laughs> Time to beat up my dad. Stoke-on-Trent is the kind of place where I will become the world's strongest man. And when I'm the world's strongest man, I'll finally mm-hmm. beat my dad in that fight, even though my dad is dead. Like that's the mm-hmm. that well, is just what that town is. Of course, you go to his grave and you beat up his grave. See, because when what they're
1: dead, think? they're everywhere. So I punch the <laughs> air; and
0: that's where he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I punch my wife. That's my dad. I'm my dad, cop. dad,
1: <laughs> dad.
0: Yeah, dad, dad. He's at the seashore, just beating up rocks. Dad, you're my dad. You're my dad. You're my dad. This is something Eddie I ho, love because everyone's ho, like, daddy Stampede
1: ho. Wrestling had such prestige, even in the late '80s. It. No, here's the the Dynamite Kid there. and Davey no, Boy Smith no, leave no, the WWE no, and no. they come back to Stampede Wrestling. They have. Chris Benoit there. They have Owen Hart there. They have Brian Pillman there. Who's running the show? Ed Whalen, who <laughs> Mike Shaw would always bring up, hey, the Calgary Flames suck. And Ed Whalen would then edit those parts out of the TV show because they made him so upset. That's how small I love small it. That's the most Canadian. No, 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 no. no, no. That's was. just
0: Canadian. That's just ca- like bear in mind, my brother and I, we were in a family WhatsApp group, and we are the only ones that don't really care about sports. Mm-hmm. And there was a prediction, particular care. Canadians have for certain teams and that is your hometown hockey team. And then if you're in Ontario, the Buffalo bills and my brother wrote yesterday, there was a very, there was the Buffalo bills versus the Kansas city chiefs It went to overtime. And right as the Kansas city chiefs beat the Buffalo bills, my brother just wrote go KC," And my entire family just wrote not appreciated, not funny. Yeah. Do not say that my dad wrote, take it back. And I was just well, like, they had
1: just lost. They had just lost and heartbreaking, John.
0: no, it doesn't matter. I hate, he, I, anyone who's like, the NFL, it's like, fuck you. This is the, like, this is an awful organization. This is, uh, the NFL is the WWE event. Vince McMahon was a really malignant narcissist. Do you understand? Like, it's just sort of like, if the, like, no, WWE is worse than the NFL. Cause in
1: WWE, they make lots of money or sorry. In the NFL, they make like $20 million a year for concussions in WWE. It's like, I mean, it's a lot still, but it's like four
0: yeah if you do you understand the conversations that happened around colin kaepernick where it was literally like um here's how we solve this problem colin kaepernick's dead and it happens on sunday in the middle of the fucking field at texas stadium for the dallas cowboys like it's just like
1: at least people paying attention now like the leo rush thing where remember we were talking about the leo rush thing where oh
0: my god i was even big when yeah. yeah, and and Leo Rush was like apologize and the only the only wrestling news that I saw pointed that out by the way was the wrestler review Twitter account and when we're exactly. breaking news ahead of Uncle Dave, the world is off of its access. We're supposed to be like our it's because we're not be- journalists
1: and we have no connections in the industry really, so we can just kind of say things and like the fact that like oh yeah everything's fine now me and tony talked it out so everything's fine and he hasn't been on television since they wrapped up the dante martin story with team taz without having him on television he has wrestled exactly one match he got huge pops the whole match he's like he's gone from aew effectively now
0: it's crazy yeah but they do but everyone and everyone will forget because we have hook now let's be honest do you know how fun hook is dope He's the Backstreet Boy that back that beats you up in the back seat. I don't know why we like. I like him because I, I only like. I am so not connected to modern wrestling at this point. I just can't. I just can't. I can't. I try. Everyone likes like, because he didn't do anything. He was just on TV standing there for like
1: what was two it? Years. Some guy, yeah, <laughs> for two years, and then it was like. I think some it's like the first video that comes up when you put hook and hook wrestler into YouTube. But essentially, his gimmick is just that Simpsons episode where the guy is standing completely still, and Homer's like, "But I got to see what this guy does. You know, what he's gonna do is something cool. He's been just standing there the whole time." And Marge is like, "Go inside." And as soon as he shuts the door, he goes, "Yeah!" And then kicks all those people where the you know where the yakuza and the Italian mob are having a fight on Homer's front lawn. But that is his gimmick, and there's nothing more fun than
0: yeah first of all if you show up to this show ever again and try and school me on uh late 90s early 2000s just trying
1: there? to explain it there's more people listening than just us talking john that is not I true i trying to explain I, it to the news flash
0: all of the listeners are just fiverr accounts that i've paid for all right <laughs> if you, i moved to los angeles to learn how to inflate my social media
1: mm. well i'll do it i'll buy six thousand followers today Hey, this guy Dylan has 19 million followers and 3 likes on this photo.
0: My literal favorite is there was a comedian in Canada that like in 2010 bought a bunch of followers um and uh and someone used to tweet him almost every day and just said uh how many likes and retweets did you get on your tweets today with your hundred like every day and I was like you are both so petty and this is Mental illness creating, I love it yes. so much.
1: I love it. Also, much like a small town, never try. Never try, people will notice and be upset. Anyway, Owen Hart I'm putting... and Mike Shaw had some great chemistry, Ed Whalen said. Also, it was like, the, Ed Whalen, much like um, Vince at the time, didn't want anything to be really heavy. He just wanted wrestling to be like this fun little thing. So if they did any like huge angles, they would literally edit them off television. So they would do, like, blood and stuff, and they would just get edited off TV.
0: It's so um, wild that they were like, all of these things that would sell money to our company, what do we do? Edit it out. A man with a terrible wig and a definite problem with drinking wine, rye whiskey, um, he doesn't like it, so we have to listen to what he says. Why? It's like, I, I don't know. This is Calgary. It's weird. This is my favorite thing, though. So fans,
1: and this is funny because uh, Pete Zedlacher, who's a comedian, went to a Stampede wrestling show, and you can look these up on YouTube, Where like, these fans in Calgary would not chant things that were even appropriate for the 80s at the heels. oh yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah
1: oh yeah buddy google go owen hart and then the f word that starts with with that ends with my last name and it's him leading legit children in chanting the ter- most terrifying slur you possibly can and um, the
0: n-word he's chanting the n-word
1: at someone oh buddy he's uh he's chanting the f-word that has my last name in i think that's pretty clear he's like chant at adam and then they're like and it's the fucked up thing is like it's fucked up obviously but hearing children chant it is insane it's like how much different is this than just a film a footage of like wrestling for the hitler youth
0: it's funny i was talking i was talking. I was talking with a friend uh, friend yesterday about another friend who's gone real off the deep end, and just talking about the whole thing of it's like, what are they fighting for to bring back a t- Yeah, a time when a child can just like scream a slur at a another an adult in the street. Like it's like,
1: what's oh, the goal here? And this is exactly what happens: is that uh, Mike Shaw would just be walking around Calgary with his wife, and people yeah, would good. chant, um, and people would yell, just roll down their windows and say. Go home, Packy. Oh, yeah. And he was just like, he didn't seem uncomfortable at all. He was like, and this is the crazy thing about wrestling. People would yell that at him. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I got heat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Mike uh, Mike Shaw. He doesn't perform
1: on an accent either. He just comes out and he's like, he's from Michigan. So he's like, hi, uh, hey there. Uh, Your hockey teams are bumpkus. And uh, and everything up here tastes like poopers. And everyone's like, this fucking... (laughs) piece of shit
0: I'm, I'm from karachi and i want to let you all know i think the idea for a tram going through downtown is not planned well yeah that's what he would do he would just complain about calgary yeah. and you would be like the garbage
1: is really bad in this city the garbage men don't work fast enough and everyone's like scalp him
0: yeah. make him see his own nose as he dies I was on McLeod Trail, and I want to let everyone know the Chinook Center is not as convenient as everyone acts like it is in this city. Got his head! (laughs) Circumcised him with a rock! Yeah. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that I am from the Middle East, and in the Middle East, we don't have a bar with a big patio like the Hope and Anchor here in Calgary. where do you drink when it's sunny? I just want to let everyone know that during the Calgary Stampede, if we were in Pakistan, you wouldn't be allowed to have two guys having sex with one girl. Then why
1: would we go? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite thing is that when Waylon was trying to sell the show like because it went nationwide se- at some point, Stampede Wrestling, he would try and edit out the racist remarks, which is very funny to me. We're just be like, hey, Waylon, here. welcome to Stampede Wrestling. And then just like no theme song or noise for any of the show. Just him commentating over dead noise. Like, I'm sorry, this is just a string of slurs. There's a man with all the slurs printed out and is handing them out like Christmas carols just so people can yell them at the wrestlers.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know how to explain this, but there is an organization dressed like bedding that is lit across on
1: fire. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in the blue corner. Mac and Sing. Beep, 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 <laughs> minutes passes. Alright, that was Macken Singh versus Owen Hart. Now it's time for Ross Hart to have the microphone. Ah!
0: Beep 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 beep. beep, beep. <laughs> yeah. End of. Show. Do not adjust. Do not adjust your sets. And we are sorry if anyone believes that we are signaling S O S in Morse code. I am Ed Wayland. I'm mostly rye whiskey and Tim Hortons coffee. I would like. Yeah. To let exactly. You all know. Here's our
1: commercial for Speed Stick, the official deodorant of yelling stuff at people you don't like. Yeah.
0: We are brought to you by Speed Stick and Jolie B. Jolie B. The fast food organization from Korea. For people that don't believe Koreans should be allowed to immigrate. Welcome. Jollibee is Filipino, Filipino and you know that. Oh, a thousand apologies. It is Filipino. I always, uh, a thousand. Uh, welcome to Jolly Bee's Presents Stampede Wrestling. I don't know where Jolly from, but I can it
1: there. Welcome for. Uh, this is it's brought to you by Jolly which is confusing because I'm sure that's a heel. That's a heel we'll introduce. A guy who likes Filipino food. You don't even have to be. You've just been to the Philippines and talk about how nice it was. You're evil. Anyway, let's take a break and we'll come back with. Mike Shaw's time in WCW, WWE, and then he fucking dies. Fucking kill me, and then have, let's all have fucking sex. Hey, guys. Thanks very much for donating to the Patreon. Uh, we're trying to do a drive to get to 100 subscribers, and at 100 subscribers, we'll think of something to do. But if you guys donate to the Patreon, we have $5, $10, 20 or 25 if you're really crazy people. That you guys can donate to thank you so so much for donating patreon uh it's really made this even more worthwhile than just talking about barry Horowitz's dick already is
0: i want you to know how much i love all the patreon listeners i was quietly reflecting on my love while dylan was doing that let's be honest great commercial ladies and gentlemen the year is 1930 dirty uh ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Stampede Wrestling. What a time it is to be in Stampede Wrestling because he's there. He's being racist with Ed Whalen. He's hanging out with. Brian <laughs> they are doing drugs, baby. He wanted. Uh, he lost the title to Owen Hart uh, in Medicine Hat. What the hell? Um, basically, he just beat up Owen Hart a bunch and then uh, got jerked off by um, uh, Stu Hart while the entire crowd just yelled racial slurs that are really bad in England, especially. And then eventually he left. He also met his wife, Kelly, in Calgary, who I assume is a very understanding and sad woman. He had two kids, Josh and Amanda. They, he committed himself to being a family man in wrestling, which is really crazy. He then left Stampede Wrestling only when it closed. And he received the opportunity to be Norman the Ludentic in uh, WCW in 1989. Now, for those of you that know your he's history, in, know He's
1: that. in Stampede Wrestling for eight years. And the thing that you, you gleam off of Mike so Shaw is, crazy. is he just wants he, to have a job. Exactly, and he—the thing is, like, oh, he's just in Calgary in the surrounding area. Like, he, yeah, he just wants to be a family man who, you know, spices things up because sometimes he can have a couple fucking pops, and that is not a euphemism for beer. He does mean coca colas in a weird motel and watch TV.
0: I would like a couple of diet coca colas. Ask me no questions. It's like what? It's like, yeah, man. That's hot. Party. Big weekend coming up. I'm going to Medicine Hat.
1: And uh, there's a place that I, there's a bar that does take out wings. Like, yeah, this is
0: the this is the point I want to make of all of the people that are so exactly like comedians in wrestling. Mike Shaw is the most one, because this is something that I have dealt with in Canadian comedy for my entire career, which is the people that live in Calgary are like, why would I go to Los Angeles, man, when I can live in Calgary and I make 60 fucking grand? Every fucking year, cause in Christmas, I go up to the fucking uh where the fucking riggers are and slave I slave lake. For the co- I work for the you head on over to Great Slave Lake, Ontario, and then what Alberta. you do, bud, is you um you fucking I don't know provinces anyway. So you fucking head up there and you get fucking paid because you work for all of the oil companies that are owned by Christian men, they don't let you have fucking peelers no more. And that is legitimately something I've been told by a lot of people that later then got drunk and told me how if they'd moved to England, they'd be more successful than me.
1: Whatever. No one wants to uh, and it does take a lot. Like, you've started over three times and that's a lot of that's a lot of beat to balls. Most people are just like, fuck it, I'm done. (laughs) I fucking make 60 G's a year is fine and also no one's really paying attention. For the record, there's
0: no way those guys, like, it's one of those things where the guys that have said there are definitely people making that money in Calgary as comedians and much more because there's a lot of money there to be made and and those companies need to spend it on entertainment. But the guys that are talking to me, they've heard someone made 60 grand, they're making 30 grand and are now working at a gas station. There's one guy who once told me anyone who goes to New York is a F word followed by Dylan's last name. I stay here because I I do more comedy. I'll never forget this. It goes, I do more comedy than Louis C.K. I'm better at comedy than Louis C.K. And that guy works at a gas station, and Louis CK, in the time he said that, has gotten canceled and gotten still gotten his career back because no one really
1: gets canceled. <laughs> yeah, I saw he just wears like weird glasses now and goes to stand. Whatever. Anyway, we're talking about the only wrestler who I'm sure hasn't been canceled. That is Mike Shaw. And how do you not get canceled as you mean, a wrestler? You portray,
0: you portray Norman the Lunatic in WCW in 1989. By the way, Norman the Lunatic is the other character that is so clearly WCW like, We need to get the – so 1989 is when JCP, NWA, Jim Crockett Promotions becomes WCW, becomes Mm -hmm. Ted Turner-owned wrestling company. It's 1989 is when that happens. It's when Jim Jim Crockett sells. You'll notice that as soon as that happens, a bunch of very, very interesting characters appear that are like, what if someone with a massive brain injury tried to make the WWF? It's like we need (laughs) characters for kids. Get me a mentally ill lunatic patient and two guys with bells covered on them. You're like, what? And the ding dongs get all the shit. But Norman the Lunatic is the weirder character. It was like, he's a guy who's crazy. He's from a mental institution. He's for kids. And it's like, for eating kids? No.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, this is the other thing about Norman the Lunatic. When you look at the character, it's like, it's not a bad name. It's just the way they did it was very, very bad. Like it makes sense, like you have the crazy person and honestly, the fact that he wasn't just like throw a dart, throw a dart at the board and when it hits a developing nation, just say they're savages is pretty impressive to be real for the late eighties. So it's just like a dude is a lunatic and then obviously he's crazy at first, some people beat him and then you can make him, oh, he turns on his handlers and you get a nice, you know, strong baby face, who can lose a lot to heels. Like it's a kind of tried and true method, but it's just like, it's Jim Hurd. And the other thing is, and this is an interesting thing, is like he went from a wrestler to an entertainer, and he says just at the time he felt like he was becoming a good entertainer, that's when they essentially stopped the character wholesale.
0: Yeah, it's a very interesting sort of uh, situation, but I disagree with him in t- there's no, I don't know. This is one of those dark spots in wrestling I've not really watched any Wait a minute. You didn't watch
1: WCW from when the years when you were three years old to five years old? I mean, no. I,
0: and I have tried to go back to watch them because you're like, God knows I fucking love this shit. It is so bad. Isn't it um, so funny that this year, too, is like...
1: Was it 89 is like... Dave Meltzer's like it's like the best year of any ma- best in-ring year of any mainstream wrestling organization and that's a year where it's like Theodore Long is coming out with a key to Norman the lunatic and keep in mind this everyone lo- hated Norman the lunatic Sabu essentially had the exact same gimmick and people fucking loved him because he just wrestled like you should if you're Taken out of a straitjacket and then put in the ring. He fucking ran, he killed people, and then he went back into his fucking Hannibal Lecter thing.
0: But here's the big difference is that uh they never they never said, like they never came out and fully said, oh, he's Sabu fucking... the Crazy Boy. Yeah, exactly. They they instead just are like, Sabu, watch out for that Sabu. You know what I mean? Like it's that difference of like it's the weird thing with wrestling, which is as long as you don't fully say it every wrestling fan's like, well, look, you know what I mean? Like they don't, they've never come out and been like, and please welcome to the stage. Black people are bad and we hate them. Like, and like, that's what a lot of characters have implied, but like they've never come out perfectly and say it. Like if they did that, Norman, the lunatic's name would have been like our word and that's bad. So it's good to be bad. That's what they're basically saying. Like, he was no Evad like, Sullivan. That's right. It, EVAD was, if anything, EVAD was another attempt by WCW. WCW was very obsessed for six years of, we need a character for kids, and we need those kids to be suffering from some sort of developmental delay to relate to this character. And it's like, what? Who Who told you about children? And it's like, I don't
1: know. <laughs> and, then WC- and then WWE in 2004 was like, we'll do it, and we'll actually do it, motherfuckers. Eugene, oh, bitch. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, they were like, oh, you thought Norman the lunatic was weird? And they were like, no, we did. Why are you doing this? And it's like, well, because we finish what we start. We finish what we start. Um, He portrayed Norman as a baby face. Um,
1: He came in as a heel, turned baby face because he turned on Teddy Long.
0: Exactly. He turned on Teddy Long. And this is, again, this is do-rag Teddy Long. This is weirdly chubby Teddy Long. This is one of the many times where you're like, God, I love Teddy Long. I wonder why he was held back. And then you watch any shoot interview with uh, Teddy Long and he's like, Oh, you want to know who called me the N word? All right. It's easier if I just list the people that didn't. Ron Simmons. That's it.
1: (laughs) 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 And this is the other thing where it's like classic 90s wrestling, which I do think we could use a bit of, where Norman the Lunatic um, turns into uh, Trucker Mike just one day. Sorry, Trucker Norm. Mike would have made sense because, like, that's his name, but. Fuck it. Trucker Dorm. And uh, it was in memory of his late father. Not his real late father. It's just in storyline, he had a dead father that was a trucker. And this was one of Ole Anderson's, which I really like. It's like, Norman the Lunatic is a dumb character. How about this? You like like trucks? (laughs) Like, who wants to keep on living as their job as a trucker? Like, truckers don't get out and just are like, you know what? I'm Trucker Steve. Go for it.
0: Do you like... Uh, are you a trucker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love trucks. How about this? Your dad was a trucker, but he's dead now. What? Why are we doing this? And It's like, that's it. And you're like, what? Okay, like it's like Mike Shaw. Is that weird? Like Mike Shaw just seems like he hated teaching so much. He's just happy. No, like he's just happy not to be a teacher. So it's just like you're gonna portray a bucket of shit that's bad. And he's like, do I have to teach kids while doing it? It's like, no. It's like, all right, get after it.
1: I thought he said, he said at the beginning he basically was there, uh, oh, this is funny. We didn't even mention that he got into pro wrestling through a professional softball team that he was on, which is one of the most crazy sentences. Hey, you're, you don't like running that much. Do you want to be a wrestler? hell fucking what are you yeah talking about? what are you talking about is that true he was a pro softball team yeah he's a pro softball team but one of the guys was like you're fat you should wrestle and he's like fuck yeah fucking let's fucking wrestle bitch i mean wrestling and he also actually said that he'd rather have just started teaching and kept on teaching and got tenure rather than do wrestling afterwards because he doesn't like wrestling he never liked wrestling
0: then why did he keep doing it why did he stay in what is truly so be one much of the money most uncomfortable places there's not like he was making if if working in stampede wrestling means you make more money working as a teacher, then we need to give people, we need to give teachers way more money. Yeah,
1: hundred percent though. It does
0: hundred percent. It would
1: like the thing about having a job like that is that you get paid in the like union shit. Like the whole thing of like, that's only a good job because you're a teacher and you have a family. So your entire family gets dental. If you're just like one person, like he is throughout the eighties, then why the fuck would you be a teacher where you grew up, when you could go see the world, and by that I mean Calgary.
0: (laughs) It's not like Calgary's that different than the fucking Michigan Peninsula. You know what I mean? It's like, well, here it's snowy in September. Like He's like, what the fuck, Mike? I'm going to say it. Mike Shaw, he's a bit of a buffoon. And you know what you I I like the idea of a guy who's just
1: going yeah sure and that's his whole life and also for sure he probably stepped off the plane in Atlanta someone called him a slur and he's like all right well it's just hotter here <laughs> just yep. good to be
0: home <laughs> uh, well uh no no uh no homesickness cuz uh, the I bad hate part's I he's are like there. I'm like I always hated being a wrestler and it's like dude fu- yeah you you could leave he did. he's
1: like he did not say he hated it. He just like was a wrestler. He did it like anyone would do anything. He's like Sid. Jo- he's like Sid Vicious. Yeah, he's
0: like yeah. But Sid Vicious also annoys
1: me. He's like it's either wrestling or farm chemicals, and it's just like well, make a fucking choice, you little bit. Well, those are the people that annoy you where it's like they just forget the thing they're doing isn't like inhaling noxious gases for ten hours a day, like some people have to. Like, yeah, you get to you play pretend that you're a fucking crazy person. But at the end of the day, that's so much better than like cleaning up human shit. So maybe fucking don't be such a turd ass. Anyway, he went on with Jim Hurd. He said <laughs> he said he didn't like he was there for Jim Hurd and Ole Anderson, which is so funny where it's like, oh, I've seen Terminator. I saw the last two. Like <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like he's uh basically he was in WCW in a time where if you if you went even close to the bathroom someone who's eaten way too much red meats coming out of it going nearly fucking f- drop my wallet in there. Smells like death. Yeah. Like yeah, just like oh god. Uh Oli, did you somehow have your period? It smells like period shits in here. I uh I actually had a chemical injected into my butt so it smells worse than period shit, so I'm better than women. And you're like, Why would you do that? I'm the wrong. I'm the rock. You know that Ollie Anderson doesn't have dementia. They just declared he has dementia because he's like, because he's called Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I'm that means I was Ole Anderson the Rock. That means I get half of his money. And they're like, You don't. He's like, You better declare me legally insane, or I'm gonna try and beat up Dwayne Johnson. And they're like, Well, all right, well, we're doing this, but like, you're what well, you don't need to do that. He's like, I do though, Dwayne, Dwayne the Ole Anderson i have something to prove and that is that i
1: am my own dad i don't have a dad i created me by fucking me i am self-reproducing there's three ole anderson's in the toilet that's how poop works
0: i don't have a dad but here's what i do have a son that i will fuck so then i (laughs) okay i'm Ole anderson welcome Welcome to the Bible with Ollie Anderson. And on the first day, God and I fucked in that movie because I am the rock. Only the rock, Anderson. Day two, that's when Ric Flair has got a banana nose and speaks to women. Then he showed up.
1: Also, Ole Anderson's deep-dicking fucking some of the staff at TBS, which is super funny, where it's like everyone else is in a suit and in corporate speak, and then Ole Anderson just comes in with a handful of chicken wings and goes, they tried to charge me extra for the container, fucking losers, and just eats them. And he's like, chewing the bones, cuts my throat, makes it strong. Do you want to know some
0: slurs I invented? Pardon me, girl. I wonder if you've ever had a man who only wears suspenders have sex with your vagina. (laughs) <laughs> i wear suspenders even though i
1: got no pants i just attached the fucking clips to my pubes impressed i am more than anything
0: <laughs> nice while you were talking i got a piss boner yeah i just want to let you know every date we have starts with me taking a shit in your bathroom no flush <laughs>
1: <laughs> every time we go for dinner together i'm gonna say something was wrong with the meal so there's a bit of a discount
0: no restaurant twice baby also when i get back to your house i'll be checking on how my shit has come along and if it doesn't there, <laughs> your house smells like a barnyard and it looks like some sort of <laughs> thick beef broth we've had a good date baby <laughs> i I gotta say this, only Anderson is the only wrestler that I guarantee if he heard, th- heard us saying all these things, he'd be like, those boys get it. Uh, like, there there it. you go. Yeah, you figured it out.
1: Except he'd want he'd want us to say more slurs. Anyway, he goes in GWF, Mike Shaw does, then he goes to Mexico. This is where he's Aaron Grundy. And this is my favorite thing when you talk about all people who look back what on the territory. Yeah. The Aaron
0: Grundy gimmick is he, he was just a San Diego tourist who got lost in Mexico. That's what yeah, his look, gimmick
1: ooh, was. Ooh, big buildings can I, here.
0: Can I have my passport back?
1: Um, but uh, he, no, his real gimmick is he's the brother of Solomon Grundy, which is what I was touching on. Was like, if you really like the territory wrestling, every territory gimmick was like, is that guy's fucking brother? Like, there was no Hulk Hogan's brother. Bill Hogan, it comes, you know what I mean? Like, that was the level of creativity. Like, they make Vince McMahon, that's why everyone's like, oh, Vince was trying all these new things, like, uh, no one was related? What? This guy's character is not, here's how you do with the big boss, man. You bring him in, and he's Earthquake's brother. Or like, you just fucking, everyone is related.
0: Yeah, okay, Uh, your Axe and Smash's cousin, and Macho Man Randy Savage's stepson. So that makes you a member of... Hatchet Bam Poffo, Bam that's your name. Bing Bigelow's Survivor Series team because you have diarrhea. Mm. Uh, can we just talk about Bastion Booger in this episode? We've been literally teasing the balls for the entire fucking time. Now let's just give the fucking cum monkeys what they want. Yeah, uh, I mean, that was about- the last thing before
1: Bastion Booger was Mexico. I know. So be fucking Jesus little. Christ.
0: Uh, that's not the last thing before uh, Bastian Burger. The last thing before Bastian Burger is Friar Ferguson. What happened to Vince? This is the. This is shows Vince McMahon was distracted by the steroid trial in that he was like, I don't know. Get me a monk. It's like, what? Why a monk? And I, As I said before, I don't know. He was the mad monk. He received
1: negative feedback from the church, so they dropped the character immediately <laughs> yeah and they did the opposite of a ch- of a month which is which so weird like, that it's like how are you getting idea. but how are you getting negative feedback for like i thought it was just like mean fryer tuck when i was a kid but um once again yeah, ex- mike shaw being the man just saying yes to whatever yeah, i love that love
0: to. i'd love to do it and you're like what why it's like shut up that's why and you're like all right um
1: yeah, your character is literally your Humpty Dumpty. The man we push you off, we push you from the top of the arena. You fall down in an egg. Don't know if you're gonna survive the fall. Every single night you open up. If you survive, you wrestle the match. And I'm gonna say you lose because you're very injured because you fell.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, like it's just Sebastian Booger. I want to ask you this question. Okay. What do you think they thought was going to happen? This is one of those ones where it's like, I like it's like the thing of like even Muhammad Hassan. You can be like, well, I could see how they thought it. W- this wasn't going to be how this was interpreted, even though it was definitely this is how this was going to end. With Bastian it was like, what was your plan? Were your pl- was your plan just selling a bunch of stained T-shirts? And you're like, there we never like we recoup on our loss. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's one of those things where. Part of the reason why wrestling dips so badly in '95 is because anyone who gave their time to watching wrestling in '93 was rewarded with a man eating a bunch of wet food. Like, it's so odd.
1: Well, keep in mind this is also 1993, where Vince is like, "No, Randy Savage, you're too old to be on TV." Here's this new character. He's got a tiny little dick, and there's shit on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you understand? Like, he's literally like Randy. The only thing more disgusting than you being on television as a wrestler is the following. Like, this is the crazy thing is Vince McMahon, the one of the keys to WCW winning the Monday Night Wars for 83 weeks, which no one talks about and is really weird, was Ric Flair and Macho Man Randy Savage mm-hmm. are the reason why Nitro started beating Raw in the ratings. That's that was the feud that popped it because they did the smartest thing, which was Vince McMahon never finished this feud. We'll just finish it it's well, it's the same thing AEW does where it's like
1: WCW understood that a lot of people had seen WWF TV so they used WWF TV as canon worked it into their own storylines and finished the story well which is if people watch wrestling people like wrestling wrestling's just like one of those things anyway um well, it's
0: basically what that wrestling is, what no one, it's very rare for people to learn in wrestling, particularly the WWE, is that wrestling is just, wrestling's baseball for people that can't catch, so they follow all of it. And the reason why I pick baseball is, ba- like, my dad is a baseball fan the way I'm a wrestling fan, which is like, when the major league's not playing, dad, are you listening to weird Mexican radio? And he's like, "Ah, uh, that's right, the Baja Creepers are taking on the Tijuana Tigers. And I care about the Baja Cree. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But that's the thing with wrestling yeah, fans. It's, where it's you pick
1: like, one sport, and you're like, I fucking know what's going on in this sport. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, there's a, there's a reason why Jim Cornette owns a house, because when he can't get a job, he's just like, all right, uh, give me the phone. Hello, Tony Anthony, we're moving to Knoxville. Like, that. you have to understand how weird wrestling is. And even wrestling fans put their head in their hands when you show them Bastion Booger, and are like, why didn't we stop then we had the opportunity to stop but we just kept going
1: it's an interesting thing because it's like everyone always says how much vince likes poops and farts and dinkies and this is his real first time being like i'm making a fucking character that's like it's for kids so his last name is booger but like if this was the attitude era his name would have been like huge shit and
0: Oh my God! Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? If he had been in the Attitude Era, the the Godfather's hose would have been covered in shit.
1: <laughs> well, I just mean he would like every vignette would have been like instead of seeing his face, it would have been like him just rubbing his cockhead on the toilet seat. <laughs> like, ooh, I like the gunk. I like the gunk in the hole.
0: Huge shit. Yeah, of course. <sighs> Also, it would have been Terry Funk who has that fucking gimmick. You understand? Like, it would have been so.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he would have. He would have brought in. He would have outbid WCW for Scott Hall, just so he could have mush my cock
0: against the bullet band. Anyway, Bash and Booger. This is the Bash and Booger's the best. Best appearance at the Royal Rumble. It, he ate too much and can't get to the ring. Best appearance at the uh, Survivor <laughs> Series he got in the ring. That's the thing. To never forget. Why isn't Bastion Booger in the Royal Rumble? He ate too much. Welcome to wrestling. We are in hell.
1: Well, I also remember that um, also that he would eat the, WC, the WWE ice cream bars on the way to the ring.
0: Oh my God, you're right. Oh, he would eat stuff. other people's
1: ice cream bars on the way to the ring, which is dope. Um, and sorry, just getting lost here. So, this is what you touched on. Like, what did they think was going to happen with the character? This was the really interesting thing is one thing you can say unequivocally, and that I think they need to go back to, and that wrestling, and this is why people like AEW so much, is that it just does basic things. And they used to do very basic things back then, such as no matter if the character is, you know, Tijuana Jim, who's always drunk wins his first matches bastion booger literally lost his first match yeah he lost his first match so it's like in 1993 you're already like this guy's a fucking loser
0: and yeah, then there's a, yeah there's no way that yeah and your new intercontinental champion a guy who smells like kfc pasta salad guess a fucking damn <laughs> and i didn't even remember Friar ferguson it's like if
1: this dude had also been mantar which it's possible he could have been this guy would have been
0: like No one has yet to be able to reveal who actually portrayed Mantar.
1: I guarantee you it was the Brooklyn Brawler covered in pillows. It's just the Brooklyn Brawler sent to the ring in a bunch of pillows.
0: Here's the crazy thing. I've never looked up who played Mantar. I'm looking it up right now. His name was Mike Halleck. And here, by the way, inside the... Can you imagine that? You wrestle for all these
1: years. Like, imagine you just finally get your fucking chance on a sitcom and it's like oh man finally i'm on a sitcom what is it oh it's actually like a right wing sitcom you play a guy who's a left wing person and all your lines are about how you're too weak to lift a desk and then someone hits you with pies for 10 minutes
0: um mantar's last appearance in the wwf was during the lumberjack mass between psycho sid and diesel he then returned briefly as Goldust's unnamed bodyguard against the ultimate warrior the ultimate warrior uh, overpowered and body slammed him, and then he left the WWF. He briefly appeared in WCW on Monday Nitro to media, um, in 1997, defeating Damian 666, who was actually oh my god, that actually was just a wrestler named Damian 666. Good time. Yeah, he's Mexican guy. He's a Mexican guy, and then he wrestled some independents in 1998, and that is about it. And he now has type two diabetes. Wikipedia is wild. You really I mean, set me man. up for that one. Now yeah, Wikipedia a, can be wrong because there's uh go. I mean, first of all, I just want to know the idea that anyone included that in
1: Mantar. Now he has type two diabetes. You could just write that in. Like that's the thing. There's a guy who was, like um in the UFC who the focus of the interview was supposed to be his judo brown belt because he never used judo in his fights, and he's like, "Well, you're a judo brown belt. That's crazy." And the guy was like, "No, I'm not." And then the interview was just awkward. Because it was like, well, I had like seven questions about who your sensei was. And he's like, didn't have one. No d- I learned to fight because I loved heroin. And then I stopped. And they're like, okay. Uh, goodbye. Anyway.
0: Show over, dream over. Um,
1: But he's the first, uh, not the first, but Bastion Booger's one of those, like, lower mid-card, jobber-to-the-stars type guys. I saw him win a lot because in Canada, all we got was WWF Superstars, where it was, like, a huge match if Coco Beware was there. Um, Oh, yeah.
0: It's so crazy. And, by the way, never forget, uh, like, 95-96... Like, Superstars is still more of the A-show than Raw. Like, it's, Oh, it's buddy, he doesn't
1: even make it to 95. He's out in 94.
0: Oh, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, he's out, like basically bastion booger's time is when basically are we no longer pushing lex luger as part of the championship picture someone tell mike shaw he's fired what Why? why are you doing this i said
1: well it's someone. clear they had plans for the friar ferguson character that stops and they're like oh fuck i don't know." get him back on tv is like a guy first of all he dresses too tight second of all backstage i get to call him fat and tell him he's a loser third of all he gets out there and just has a fucking bunch of fluids coming out of him <laughs> like it's like if they could have rigged it up so every fluid was just seeping out of his body like he's pissing and shitting himself while he's just so much snot coming out they would have absolutely done it
0: he and i like that he
1: was evil because he was just like this guy fucking eats like you can tell vince mcmahon wants to be fat he just because it's like those those are the people that fucking hate fatties <laughs> the Does people he? where it's like Is that. what he wants oh fuck and like he, i guarantee Vince McMahon was fat for like three weeks it was a great three weeks but then he just looked in the mirror and he was like then daddy wins and then just has been getting jacked ever since
0: no this vincent man had some toast with butter on it one time and then has just been like since then has just been like i'm not with daddy
1: wins. yeah he had toast with butter on it then picked up a gun and shot the bread and yelled never again into the sky But this is the great thing about Bastion Booger, about Mike Shaw, is that he keeps the Bastion Booger gimmick after leaving the WWF.
0: Why?
1: So he can wrestle on indies. And he does that for five years before retiring from wrestling. He has a bit of a comeback in 2006 to 2009, um, where he revisits wrestling for a hot minute, which is this is also a time where you're getting a lot of early 90s and a lot of 80s. Um, nostalgia in the mid 2000s so he totally does he for sure started getting calls about Bastian Boger and was like yeah 100% I'll do this for extra money on the weekends does it stops and of course the real September 11th is that's when he dies at 2003 53 years old dies of a pulmonary embolism which I don't know what it is but I'm pretty sure it's probably related to that's too many candies
0: cl- I believe that's a blood clot somewhere in the body getting trapped in the you choke to death That doesn't sound fun. Uh, Vince McMahon called in a bomb threat to the funeral because, quote-unquote, Mike Shaw should be disappointed in himself Mm -hmm. for how much he paid when he died.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Vince McMahon showed up to the funeral and asked for all the money he had paid Mike Shaw when he was Bastion Booger back.
0: Yeah, Vince McMahon showed up at the funeral, was very upset that he wasn't being buried in his Bastion Booger gear. I thought you wanted him to look his best. He looks disgusting up there.
1: Yeah, he shows up with an exact... Uh, dummy of himself to be placed on top of mike shaw so he's pinning him for the rest of eternity
0: yeah bear in mind that vince McMahon. by the way if i if i am to believe anything from um what um vince McMahon's oh my god if i'm to believe anything about uh, the dark side of the ring vince McMahon shows up at every wrestler's funeral
1: oh yeah he wants them to kiss and- the fucking ring and he's hard. <laughs> I can't help but think I played a small part in this because I did. Ha, ha, ha,
0: ha. I'm going to walk through
1: the crowd now. If anyone cries, I'm fucking yelling at him. Anyway, I'm going to start it off. My favorite thing about Mike Shaw is that he said yes to absolutely everything that was offered for him. And uh, I don't think there's a bad thing. I love talking about these guys. Mike Shaw is the embodiment
0: of the improviser's code. Mm hmm. Yeah, same. Always say yes. Here's the worst thing about Mike Shaw: he's dead. Because I guarantee you, Mike Shaw mm-hmm. will be in AEW right now as part of Team Nightmare. Like, if Tony, call, like, do you understand? Sixty-five year old Anderson, Mike Shaw just fucking killing it right next to Arn Anderson. You want to know who would make Cody a face that runs the place? If he walked out with Arn Anderson and Mike Shaw as his heavies, what are they going to do? They're not going to attack their opponents, but Arn Anderson's going to ask you uh, if you constructed your patio and point out all the dry rot you have. Well, Mike Shaw is going (laughs) to be very critical of your wife's cooking. Uh, Yeah,
1: but eating all of it, eating it so fast and then saying he didn't like it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I I like real paprika on my deviled eggs. Also, you're out of deviled eggs.
1: Ginger (laughs) it. I had to add salt from my pockets to it. And then there was lint in the salt, too, so it's not good.
0: Yeah. Do you have any Toffatillo for this wine? We're Vince
1: McMahon now.
0: You want to put hot sauce in the wine? Yeah, I don't know what we're doing. I got an idea for your
1: character. You're called fat and you're a loser. How about this? You're called fat loser, bitch face, ha, 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 or bastion booger.
0: That's how we pitched it. I guarantee he's like, what if I beat you up until you're dead? He's like, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sunny comes out and she's
1: turned on because someone else is, there's a man and there's a Chris Gandito turns around so that we bring you out and she yells, "You gross, dry
0: now, and then that's your character, dry yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, your character is the opposite of a good. Uh, all right. <laughs> you, okay. Welcome to the Attitude Era. You're Bastion Booger. You walk to the ring. S- Sable commits suicide. The whole audience commits suicide. I kill myself. How do you feel about that?
1: <laughs> but this is the other thing is uh, he passes away in 2010. And I would bet my dick and my balls that if he doesn't pass away, then like Chikara does one of the f- 100%,
0: 100% he's coming Bastion back. Booger versus I-
1: glacier or Bastion Booger versus Mantar. And it's like, you have this no. crazy, great show. And then the headliners, Bastion Booger versus Mantar. It would, I mean, obviously, uh, RIP, Mr. Shaw, you had a great life. And honestly, It's really good when you talk about a guy who was in wrestling for 20 years exactly like Mike Shaw, who had such a varied experience in professional wrestling versus people like, no, I'm just saying like people like.
0: Oh, I was just getting ready to sing the Bastion Booger theme song. Oh okay. Yeah. that's what it was. It's what it was. Yeah. up like come. Drink the bucket, uh, uh, Drink the bucket.
1: Uh, 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 No, yeah. Can you do that? Can you just make shit noises? <sharp Oleks>
0: you can you make shit noises? <clears> uh-huh>
1: Oh God! No! Oh, never again pizza Hut buffet. Ooh, no! What's
0: mm-hmm. weird is the Bastion Booger theme song actually has the same lyrics as the Ass Man song. <laughs> I'm an ass man. Oh, I'm
1: an ass man. Well, I'm sure that like, I like Vince's to idea. Kick
0: it. I like to lick <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Vince's idea was just him trying to like, uh, you know you could have a sponsorship with us, Arby's. And they're like, oh, what does that look like? And they played Bastion Boker's theme song, and he's just blaming it all on Arby's. He's like, yeah, get it? Because you're for fucking disgusting pieces of shit.
0: Gross. Throw up. <laughs> throw up in your dick. Throw up! Although in I
1: guess dick. Arby's is what Vince McMahon thinks a taco is, just a bunch of roast beef on a bun. <laughs> yeah. Vince McMahon would love You guys sell tacos? That's Taco Bell. No, you guys are tacos. You're roast beef, a bun, and then uh, you eat it alone
0: yeah <laughs> okay i have to i have to now go do we this episode is so long i now have to go directly from talking about bastion booger to therapy i'm about to get tied.
1: we fucking who do you want to do gobbledygooker tristratus rhino mike graham or mabel
0: Graham, baby let's go to the mike graham account. is next week let's head to the florida territory and be
1: sad <laughs> All right, sweet. Mike Graham is next week. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you very much. If you give in to Patreon, you guys really are improving our lives very steadily. And uh, we have videos, chat. I think uh, as of this, we have our third just chat up on the Patreon feed, video and audio. And uh, our John Morrison episode will be up on the Patreon feed as well. What a fun talk that was. Thank you very much for listening and have a great evening. Bye bye. Or evening, day, whatever.
0: Dishes. Enjoy. Enjoy us. Only join the Patreon. If you haven't joined the Patreon, you're my enemy. Goodbye.